This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. The Bucks never stop here. You're listening to Green and Growing, hosted by Sparky Pfeiffer and Nathan Marzion. Hey, it's Sparky Pfeiffer, 1250 AM. The Fan, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, here with you, along with our guy, Bucks Superfan, Nathan Marzion. Follow him on Twitter at Nathan Marzion. Being joined by a special guest last week, we had uh, Bucks legend Marcus Johnson. This week, Eric Name of The Athletic covers the Milwaukee Bucks. So follow him on Twitter at Eric underscore name. And for those of you that don't know whether or not it's worth it to get a subscription to The Athletic, if you are a Bucks fan, he is the reason that you get a subscription to The Athletic. How much have you heard that probably in the last couple of years? Probably quite a bit is my guess. He smiles. Yeah, a lot, a lot of people have said that. It's been very nice. Yeah, it is very nice because you deserve it. Uh, good stuff there. All right, so uh, let, let's start off first with uh, the Bucks, uh, the NBA trade deadline. I saw one report today from one, of course, unnamed league executive, a GM, I think it was, that said, I don't believe anybody that scores more than 12 points a game is getting dealt at the trade deadline. It's just not happening this year. You're not going to see those big names get get moved. What are you expecting at the trade deadline, Eric Name? Wow, more than 12 points. I think someone that, I mean, I guess, so Jay Crowder is technically under that line. Well, he's not right? playing. So, oh, okay. Yeah. Okay, got it. Um, right. No, I, I think there will be some action. I, I think this year is a, a bit of a weird one. I think some of the, the wrong teams are maybe holding the cards here. Um, I think you have the Toronto Raptors, right? That's a team that has a lot of different pieces that I think a lot of teams are interested in. But at the same time, uh, Masai Ujiri is the GM. Masai appreciates uh, getting as much value as possible, let's say, from any sure. trade. Uh, that is someone who likes to win deals it, and not by a little bit. I want to win by a lot. Uh, sure. So he's got, you know, four guys that are probably interesting to a lot of teams around the league. Unfortunately, you're going to pay top, 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 top do- dollar until maybe around the deadline, right? If you're getting the trade done a week before, his asking price is going to be astronomical. You have the Chicago Bulls. The Bulls have players that people would trade for. Unfortunately, I don't know if Jerry Reinsdorf is going to actually say, all right, it's cool. Go for it. 
Let, let's let's trade away some of these pieces. Let's see what we can do. And, and you just kind of keep going down the line and either, you know, the teams that should be sellers aren't quite sure that they should sell quite yet because the playing game has made it more interesting. Teams can kind of challenge and see if they can get that gate money for the playoffs, which I mean is what the league wanted, right? Like they didn't want all out tanks. They wanted teams right. to be more interested. Uh, but one of the downfalls of that has been, not early action in the in the trade deadline season. I still think there's going to be, but I just think at this point you don't have a ton of teams that are super motivated. And I, like I didn't even mention the Pistons, right? Like the Pistons, legitimately, from what I'm hearing, might actually hold on to Boyan Bogdanovich, despite people wanting him. I think there's a number of Bucks fans that have put him into my mentions as someone that they might want. Like I do think there's there's a lot of teams out there that have some people that are interested. They're just not selling quite yet. And that doesn't mean teams aren't talking and they're not doing all their due diligence as they always do. But I do think this is one of those that this is one of those deadlines that's really going to need to be spurred by the actual deadline, the urgency of getting a deal done. So Eric, first off, um, love your work. Appreciate everything you do uh, regarding the bucks and it's great to have you on. And so regarding the bucks at this trade deadline, like focusing on them. So I think, you know, most people are kind of in the camp. Like it, it sounds like that Jay Crowder deal is going to be, if, if it goes down, it'll be Hill, Ibaka, Wara, second round and kind of without Grayson Allen. So Grayson's the big mystery piece of this for this trade deadline of, is he going to get traded or not for this Bucks team? I feel like most other guys, you know, above him are pretty safe and the guys below him. It's, you know, they're probably going to get traded or, you know, they're at least trying to trade those guys. Grayson's the kind of mystery. I feel like for a lot of Bucks fans and, so I wanted to get your thoughts on, you know, if he's not included in that Crowder trade, if the Crowder trade does happen, do you think they hold on to Grayson at that point? Or do you think they still try to trade Grayson? Or if the Crowder trade doesn't happen, you know, are they probably more inclined to trade Grayson if they don't get Crowder? Kind of your thoughts on that. Because for me personally, like, I do want to try to upgrade the Grayson spot. But if you get Crowder without giving up Grayson, all of a sudden to me, Grayson's in a better role on this team and he's not has to do quite as much it seems like someone i'd you know rather keep around at that point than just sticking with his role right now yeah i think this is kind of something that i've termed like the grace and allen dilemma right like the, yeah. this is something i wrote about a couple weeks ago at the athletic because because Grayson Allen, I think, is very useful for the Milwaukee Bucks. He's, uh, I think, undeniably their best shooter. Uh, obviously, guys like Pat Connaughton, Bobby Portis, might, uh, Chris Middleton as well, like might challenge that. But I think Grayson is their best shooter. The problem is he hasn't been able to play his role uh, for an entire playoff series against the Boston Celtics and now for pretty much an entire season. Yeah. Uh, up until this point, he's been doing too much like he's just been asked to do too much and, and i think the one thing that the bucks were probably hoping to get from this season was some clarity on is grayson allen good enough in a playoff series against the boston celtics or the philadelphia 76ers or, or the brooklyn nets whoever it might be is he good enough in his role that's what we would like to know And this season has provided no answers because Chris Middleton has been out for almost all of it. Joe Ingles has been out for much, but Pat Connaughton missed a bunch of time. Like we still haven't gotten to see what Grayson Allen can do in the role that he was brought in here to do. And I think that's where it gets a little bit more difficult. So when it comes to the deadline, if you can get Jay Crowder without giving up Grayson Allen, do it. 
What, what, why would you do anything else? Why would you just throw him in there for the sake of throwing him in there? But I do think it gets a little bit more interesting because this coaching staff loves Grayson Allen. Bud loves him. Bud talks about his fight on defense all the time. Talks about how good he is as a shooter all the time. Like they have, no matter what happened last playoff series, and even think back to that playoff series, as many questions as I peppered Mike Boonholzer about, about Grayson Allen and getting switched on to guys. Every single time it was, we believe in Grayson. We believe what he can do. We know what he can do. And we trust him in these situations. And sure, you can say that's just coach speak and what Bud had to say. But I do think like the evidence would show that the Bucks actually believe in this guy. Whether or not Bucks fans do or not is obviously a, a different question. Um, but if you can keep that guy around and then also add that bigger wing that you think can help out, I think that's where the, the Bucks are really interested here in the deadline. I think where it comes down to potentially being a problem is whether or not the Suns actually want to make that deal. That's what it's been this whole time, right? Like if they wanted to make that deal, they could have made that deal five months ago. And Grayson Allen probably would have been in it at the time. And now Grayson Allen is not in it because it's clear that there isn't a huge market for Jay Crowder. But I, I think you're going to watch the Suns and see if they can do something bigger. I, I think the Suns are focused on bigger and better deals in this next week. And a $10 million contract like they have for Jay Crowder helps in a lot of situations, whether that is matching a salary of someone that's an expiring or matching someone that has long-term, like whatever it is for a bigger deal, Jay Crowder helps out there. And I think that's where you're going to kind of have to see how, how the rubber meets the road for the Suns who might have, you know, more grandiose ideas thinking about doing something even bigger. And then maybe reality comes in and it's like, no, there, there's no other big deal out there for you. Maybe you get outbid for somebody that you're thinking about. And now you got to make a Jay Crowder deal. So I think the Bucks, if they get Jay Crowder, it's not Grayson needs to go. I think it's we would like both those guys because we think both of them can help. It is but Grayson Allen thing is simple. This is why you don't let parents coach their kids in youth sports because this is the type of stuff that happens, right? You get that blind loyalty to your kid, and no matter what all the other parents say and how pissed <laughs> off they are, it's not going to matter because dad's going to still let his kid go out there and play uh, and believe that his kid's going to figure it out when at the end of the day, kid's probably not going to figure it out. So that's why you don't let parents coach their kids uh, in youth sports. <laughs> hey, Just Eric, look at Buddy. If you look can't at, tell, he doesn't like Grayson Allen very much. Look, look he's at, he's not a believer. I get it. I get no, it. no. And I'm, I mean, I'm not a huge Bud guy, but I'm not hammering on Bud. He won a championship. So I leave Bud alone right. for the most part. Now I just let him do what he wants to do. Uh, ha having said all of that. So listening to you, like sons aren't necessarily convinced they're going to make a deal with the Bucks. Then why allow them to talk to each other if we're not? Because when I saw it and then Shaka's tweeting out or whatever else, that leads you to believe Jay was uh, Crowder was probably around in the Milwaukee area with Marquette and stuff. So he was here. So why do you allow that to occur if this deal isn't close to getting done? I guess that's where I'm a little confused, Eric. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. 
Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. I think they want to make sure everything's ready to go to get that deal done when they need to get it done. Both sides are happy and confident. But I do think the Suns are thinking about doing something bigger and better first. And I think that is always kind of the the interesting thing come deadline time. And when the urgency sets in and you just have like a lot, if you're a GM, you have, you know, in an ideal world, you have 29 other conversations, right? You have 29 conversations with 29 teams about a potential deal. More likely you probably have five to 10. And those are things where you're trying to make sure everything's in place and you know exactly what that team wants. Like if you really want to get a deal done, you got to be kind of just juggling a number of different trades around. And I think to get Jay Crowder in the bucks together, make sure that they're comfortable with everything. That's something that I think the Suns felt like they needed to do to make sure that that deal can go down if they're ready to go down with it. But in the meantime, they would love to do something bigger and better. Like the moving Jay Crowder for that isn't going to make anyone think James Jones won the deadline. No, like that, that's not going to happen. So you don't want to be left empty handed. If you, you lose out on the other stuff, you still want to be able to get something for Jay Crowder. Even if it's not close to what you thought you initially were going to get, you want to be ready for it. But in the meantime, let's see if we can do something bigger and better. Can we find another deal that we can put Jay Crowder in that we can somehow get a better player than cap filler in two second round picks? Like that's what you kind of have to figure out. That's like very interesting for you to kind of bring up because I think that's something I don't really think about. And I think most Bucks fans don't think about because Crowder is our main move. So like we kind of assume the other team is feeling the same way of like they're just focused on us and this trade. And you kind of forget like, well, no, they they probably have other trades in the works and they're kind of having this as more of a backup plan and more of like a safety thing. Um, so definitely, you know, I, I like that you brought that up. Now, I'm going to switch gears a little bit from the deadline to, you know, the Bucks right now won five in a row. They're kind of clicking a little bit. I know it's against weaker competition, but Chris has been really good in his limited minutes. And, it, you know, Giannis has been really, really, really good lately. And so I wanted to kind of get your sense. You're around the team. You ask the guys questions and stuff. Just have you noticed any type of, you know, vibe change in the in, like recently, or has it been pretty steady throughout the year? Cause I know, I mean, even when Chris was out, even when they were struggling, you know, the guys didn't seem too upset by it. Giannis seemed like he was still pretty happy and still, you know, it, it there's frustrating games, but it didn't seem like nobody, you know, nobody would seem like they were panicking or um, too worried about anything. I just, I don't know for, for the fans perspective, you kind of feel like, Oh, they're, they're clicking all of a sudden. And you know, things are, on the upturn and it's like i don't know you're around them more than us so do you notice any of that or do you notice that it's just kind of more steady yeah i mean i think one of the the things that happened this season and this is really like the first time it's happened while i've been covering this team is like you know you'd go from city to city people want to you know catch up with you because they haven't seen you in a year but also they want to know about your team right and typically it's like oh you know how's the team playing whatever instead it's like oh how's the locker room doing and it's like well this is a team that wins at about a 65% clip in the regular season. And after a nine and zero start, they're winning at about a 50% clip. So yeah, dudes aren't in the best moods. Like these guys like to win. Giannis is uh, the most competitive person I've ever met in my life. Like if he's not the most, he's certainly among them. Uh, Brooke, Hall- uh, Brooke Lopez is upset every time he misses a shot. 
He's like angry. Not not just like, oh man, I wish I'd have made that. Like beep, beep, beep. Jeez. <laughs> like, I can't believe I missed that. I'm a piece of garbage. Like, he's that kind of guy. Like, that's who he is. And I think overall, this team knows what like the end goal is, right? They know that they just need to be in a spot where they need to be at the end of the season. But when you have 14 of 20, 14 games in 26 days in December, 10 of those 14 are on the road. Yeah, it, it gets to a spot where it's like, man, I really wish we could win some more games. Like it's it's not feeling good because this team is really used to winning. And and, and I think, yeah, the vibes are, are going to be a little bit better when you win five in a row. You score 130 a night. Uh, and I, I think what it's seven of eight now, too. It, like they're yeah. just they're just winning. They're, they're just winning. And God, believe it or not, pro athletes like to win. Uh, no matter who the competition is, whether sure. it whether it is the you know the the Detroit Pistons or it's the Boston Celtics, guys like to win. Uh, so for the Bucks, I, I do like I get I get the question, and it is something that I've like had people ask about a lot this season because you know I think like Bill Simmons or whatever said like oh the vibes are bad in Milwaukee or I've, something of that yeah. nature. Um, but like to me, it's like as someone who's been around this team for the last five years as the beat writer for the Athletic, they're just a bunch of winners and they like winning and when you lose it's not as much fun to come to work every day and and i think along with that too um obviously you you see serge baka not with the team like i do think some of the veterans that are at the end of the bench when you are losing you're saying to yourself could i play please like we're losing if i was playing we would win and okay maybe that's not actually what would happen like sorry Serge that probably wasn't going to happen even if you played but you have that like pride and you have that ego where it's like I could help turn things around if you just give me that chance and 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 that goes for him and Wesley Matthews cut a wrestling promo on me in the preseason when I dare mention the fact that Bud's probably going to minutes manage him this year he's probably not going to play every night like he cut a promo on me. He's like, I could play 35 minutes tonight. Okay, well, it's game one of the preseason. You probably don't need to do that. And you don't need to get mad at me. I'm I'm not the one in charge of your minutes. Like, I'm just telling you, this is probably what's gonna happen because you're old and the team wants you to be ready for the postseason. So I just think a lot of that kind of built up during that December, where it's a tough schedule. They lost more than they normally do. And again, they're still 500 in, in just like during that period. Right. But for them, that's that's bad. That's losing. And, and I think it all just kind of built up and, and now you're seeing everyone back together. Uh, as Yana said before Chris came back, you know, or I guess the night Chris came back and then Bobby got hurt, the band's back together. And, and that's really kind of what you're seeing from the vibes. I, I like to f- fast forward here to the off season. We've only got like four or five minutes left with you. Um, and, and we talk about Chris Middleton and how this is going to play out. Um, but Brooke Lopez is another one here um, that I'm, I'm intrigued by here. Like, do you see him? re-upping and and coming back to milwaukee or do you think his market could be big enough to where the bucks may not want to go that deep into the luxury tax to deal with Uh, so i think chris middleton and i'll talk about him in like in tandem like so chris middleton is someone that is young enough good enough that you know if he has a really strong end of the season like i don't know if it's max money but there's a whole lot of money out there for that dude there's a ton of money out there for that dude. Yep. Brooke Lopez, on the other hand, I, uh, and again, this is defensive player of the year. Like that is how good he's been this year. Just coming off back surgery, older, seven feet tall. He's had foot problems in the past. Like 
you add all those up and the market is just lower. Whether or not you, you say, well, Brooke is just as valuable because he can anchor defense. There's just not as much money out there. And, and for me, because there's not as much money out there, this is where you start to get into. And, and I hate talking about like hometown discounts or, or whatever, because I, I think in most situations, those don't happen in, in the league. You get as much money as you can when you can get that money, because you don't know when that money is going to stop coming. So you go out and you get as much as you can in a deal. Brooks made a lot of money, man. Like that dude has made a lot of money in his career. And when he came here to Milwaukee, he made it clear that he was about winning. And and I do think that's one where, yeah, he's going to want to get his, what will probably be his last big deal. Right. Like that. This what is, are we talking here, Eric? Like 20 a year. I don't know if it'd be that much, like 15, 15, really? 20, somewhere in there. Like it, you just look at what he can do. Um, it, you know, this last one was what four for 52, I think if I remember correctly. Yeah. So that's like 13, if I'm good enough at math. Um, so yeah, 15 to 20, somewhere in there. That's what it feels like it, it, to me. It doesn't feel like you're going to have to deal with like a three for 75 offer. From right. Someone. Like, I, I don't think there's that much just because you add up the injuries, you add up the size back foot, like all of that. And, and I think there is probably some fear. And then along with that, while we here in Milwaukee might understand Brooke Lopez great in the drop coverage, defensive player of the year, rim protection. If you're whatever other team, right? If you're the Detroit Pistons and you're like, we're bringing that guy in to fix our defense. You have to be wondering how good is he going to be when it's Jaden Ivey and it's Marvin Bagley? How good is it going to be when it's those two guys instead of Drew Holiday in Giannis Dettacumbo. you Like, you have to be asking yourself those questions. I still think he'd be very good, no matter where he goes. I, I think he's great at what he does. But after seeing Rudy Gobert go to Minnesota, yeah, yeah. You, the closest comp you can find defensively for Brooke Lopez is Rudy Gobert. And he just went from one place to another, and it don't look like that no more. And you have to be wondering, like, I, I think you add all that up, and that's how that market that could be, like you said, it could be higher. I think it gets deflated when you add up all the things that I already mentioned. And then you add in the potential concerns that we're going to get this dude and he's going to be a pumpkin. And, and then we're on the hook for this and it's not tradable. Like, I think that probably ends up deflating his market a little bit. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouthwatering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Last one for you, Eric. Um, I know you're, you know, obviously love the Bucks and you're following the Bucks and everything, but then you're a big NBA fan as well. What other teams around the league have your eye right now as far as, I think when the season started and early on it was kind of, all right, Bucks, Celtics, everyone else. And now there's kind of been other teams that have climbed their way up and, you know, making some noise in the East, you know, not just in the East, but also in the West a little bit. Who's kind of, you know, maybe the top three in the East and maybe any, any teams in the West that you think could beat the bucks in a seven game series or potentially beat them. Yeah. I mean, I, I think in the East, obviously you have the Celtics and then um, 
for for me, the Sixers are, are terrifying when Joel Embiid is hitting 55% from the mid-range. That's a scary dude. You saw him do it against Jokic the other night, and yeah. it's like, what are you going to do with that? You, you just have to pray because you're going to take him away at the rim. He's going to go to the free throw line. So, like, that is a scary dude. I do think the Bucks match up well against him. Brooke has always defended him well. And this isn't to say Embiid hasn't had big nights. He has. But Brooke has always defended him pretty well. He's always been able to body him, keep him from the stuff the stuff that he likes. So I don't they could beat them, but I do think the Bucks match up pretty well against them. Um and, and then to me, some of the best basketball I've ever seen playing was that second round series in 2021 at Bucks Nets. Kevin Durant deserves to be feared. He's that good. It's just he's unbelievable. And right now, Chris Middleton was the one that ended up covering him a lot in that game seven. Uh, as you remember, PJ Tucker fouled trouble that whole game, fouled yep. out early. It was Chris Middleton that was covering him. So the Bucks still have that guy. They still have Chris Middleton, but they don't have the other guy that can hack him for 36 minutes of the night and stuff like that. Um, so I do think that Nets team is really interesting in the East and the West. I have no idea. Um, let, let's say the, the Golden State Warriors, I think, are always going to be that team just because Steph is so good and they've built all these things for so long. But, uh, I mean, I think those Grizzlies teams kind of remind me, and it's I guess it's kind of ironic because Taylor Jenkins is the coach there. He kind of reminds me of those first two years of Bud's Bucks where it's like they've played the possession game. They figured out how to maximize everything to, like, the nth degree. But when it comes down to it, like, is Ja going to be able to hit shots? Is Ja going to be able to play through contact? Is Ja going to be ready to go uh, when you are able to game plan him for seven straight games? I have serious questions about that. So for now, I, in the West, I'll say the Warriors. That, the, that's who I'd have confidence going up against the Bucks in a seven-game series. There he is, Eric Name. Follow him on Twitter at Eric underscore Name. Does a great job with The Athletic. I hate 9 o'clock Milwaukee tips all week. I didn't look. I just figured the game was in L.A. because they were playing the Clippers. And then I saw Brandon Jennings tweet out, oh, I'm here, Milwaukee. And I'm like, damn, you got to be kidding me. That stupid game's in Milwaukee. And sure enough, I hate him. I don't know what the players think of him, but I, I Well, they hate him, him too. They Do they him. too? Yeah. Because you wait all day, and it's totally different for you. And I mean, I'm sure, I don't know where the Clippers were before this, but if the Clippers are coming from L.A., like this is more of their tip time that it would be in L.A. than it would be in Milwaukee. It's it's brutal. It's absolutely brutal. And the good news is it's not just 9.15. It could be 9.25 tonight. So yeah. have fun with that. Yeah, fun stuff. Eric Name, thank you so much, my friend. We'll talk to you later. All right, see you guys. Thanks. See you. There Take he care. is, uh, Eric Name. Uh, my guy, my guy, Nathan Marzian. We got to go over our uh, our Twitter uh, poll question here. But, but first, before I do that, and, and nobody listening is going to understand this at all, but I wore me uh look at that see that see that look at that marquette golden eagles baby wore myself my marquette golden eagles shirt just for marzia today i've had it and i'm like you know i haven't worn this on any one of our podcasts to this point i'm gonna put it on and show marzia and that i got his back down supporting uh that 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 golden eagles team just like he does uh and again watched the game the other night uh as well uh okay let's get to the twitter poll question Marzian uh, took this upon himself as he does each and every thursday you can vote and then we talk about the results Twitter poll question of the week. What was it today, Mr. Marzian? So the question was, this is a very broad question. I understand that it's not easy to like put out a poll and get every detail captured. You have to kind of be broad with it. But the the, the question is, 
if you could trade Marjan, or if you had to include Marjan in a trade to get a guy that helps you in the playoffs this year, would you do it? And again, I'm, I understand it depends on the player. It depends on who else is in the package, blah, 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 blah. But in general, you know, would you be okay including Marjan or trading Marjan for a guy who at least can help you a decent amount in the playoffs? I'm not talking, you know, cause everyone's like, Oh, well, what does help mean? Does it mean you're getting a superstar or does it mean you're getting someone who barely helps at all? Like, no, obviously I'm just trying to be in the middle someone who helps you a decent amount and you think improves the team. I'm going to ask, I'm asking your thoughts on that first. Of course I trade him. What did you vote? You would? Okay. Yeah, yeah, of course I trade him. I mean, we kind of talked about this before on another green growing podcast, download wherever you download your available podcast. You're obviously listening right now. So you follow on a spot, but tell your friends and family members uh, as well. Uh, He's not an untouchable. Like, of course I trade him. Yeah. I mean, I look, I we've seen spurts. Does he end up being something? Maybe. Jordan Warren, we've seen more of. Maybe he ends up being something with more consistent playing time somewhere else. If they trade Jordan Warren in this deal with the Suns or whatever. Um, but you're a championship team. You're not the Pistons. Like you, you're not trying to stack young talent and waiting for them to develop. You need veterans now to go win playoff games and win a championship. Nobody on this roster, outside of Giannis, Middleton, Drew, and Brooke Lopez, and I would throw Bobby Portis in. Marzian necessarily doesn't, but I, I would throw him in. Those would be my guys. Anybody else, Connaughton, uh, whoever, Grayson Allen, the rest of them, I don't go ahead. If you feel like you have a, a an upgrade, a significant upgrade to this roster, and you can move one of those other guys in order to improve this team, you go ahead, you do what you got to do, uh, and hopefully John Horse gets it right. Yeah, I, I just – and the reason I put this out is I feel like there's kind of a divide of, you know, so many people just – because he's young and because he's one of our only young players are like, don't trade Marjan unless you're getting, you know, an amazing player for him and blah, blah, blah. And we need to try to hold on to him for, you know, when Chris and Drew are kind of like when they get older and I'm, I'm like, this guy's a 24th pick. Like, could he be good? Yes. I'm not holding on to that 5% chance, maybe less than that of him being like a really, really good player. If I can get, a guy that I know is a good player right now. Like, why would you do that? And so I wanted to, I mean, again, the poll, I think, I think last I checked, it was like 58% said they would trade him and 42% said no, which again, to me, that's way too split. I feel like it should be at least like 80, 20. I understand some people are just going to um, want him, want Marjan cause he's younger and they feel like this team needs youth, but I don't know your window is right now. And you've got a few years here where you have the, the big three together. And it's like, you are trying to maximize this. You're not trying to wait it out and, oh, you know. And, again, this is – I'm just assuming if they had a, a a guy they could get and the other team said, hey, throw in Marjan. If you're like, no, I mean, you're basically being like, I want to just try to hold on to a guy that maybe could be good three, four years from now. Just try to help your team right now. Like, this is the best it's going to get probably in terms of having a core and being, you know, at the best position to win a championship – if you can get another guy that helps that and you have to give up a guy that was a 24th pick, like why wouldn't you do that? Why wouldn't you trade okay. a guy who's best, his best case scenario? This is the thing I keep telling people. I'm like Marjan's best case scenario realistically is that he becomes like a solid role player, right? He's a 24th pick. If he became like a solid role player, you'd be like, that like was a Will good Barton? pick. Yeah, sure. Yeah. And then you'd be like, that was a good pick. Like Will, like, I mean, Will Barton now isn't the same as Will Barton like in his prime, but like, a I'm saying, guy. yeah. Like, if that's what Marjan became, you'd say that was a good 24th pick. So why the hell wouldn't you trade 
the the guy that could be a solid role player for a solid role player like that i just it doesn't make sense to me and that's why like these people get caught up i think in he's young and the potential of it the mystery of it and wanting to hold on to that and it's like i know it's boring to get kind of older guys that you know what you're getting they're not the potential is not there but we're not playing for potential right now we're playing for just get guys you know can help this team win a championship because this is again this is as good as it gets is having a team that is among the top title contenders that isn't going to continue forever and ever and ever and yeah having marge on bochamp isn't going to continue that so it's like i don't know the the only way that in my mind you can justify it if you're milwaukee of shutting people down on bochamp is if you believe Middleton is gone after this season. That if you believe, you know, you've had your talks, he wants to go be the guy, quote unquote, be the guy somewhere else, go to Detroit and go be the guy uh, and be that number one player. That's where he got traded from. I remember years ago, the team that drafted him, go be the number one guy uh, and lead them back to, you know, a top four seat or whatever the case may be. Okay. You know, he's leaving. You don't really have a replacement. If this kid works in the offseason, maybe he's that guy going forward. Um, that's why you don't want to trade him. Okay, I, I don't know if he's gonna ever gonna be to that level to where he can be that guy with Drew and Giannis to be a part of a big three necessarily. But from that aspect, okay, I get down with it. But if you have full confidence that Milton is back, Drew is back, you're gonna resign Brooke, like we talked to Eric Name about Giannis is back, and these guys are together for the next three or four years, and that's what this is, then there's absolutely no reason, like you said, Nathan Marzian that he should be kept like he should always be a trade chip in every talk. And every time you have a first round pick, they should be a trade chip in every conversation you have, because when you're in that window, see Packer fans, when you're in that window, eventually that guy gets older. And when that guy gets older, that guy either retires or goes somewhere else at the end of his career. Giannis does not reverse the aging process. He's a freak, but he hasn't figured that one out yet. So as he gets older, the window starts to shrink smaller and smaller and smaller. So every year has to be championship or bust every single year. Every off season has to be about that. Every trade deadline has to be about that. That has to be the mentality you live in 24 seven as a general manager, as an, an owner, uh, any one of these guys of this bucks franchise, because when he is done, it may be a long, 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 long time before you ever see any type of a championship run from this organization. Again, speaking from a guy that lived through uh, a lot of horrible years of watching Bucks basketball. Nate. Yeah. And I mean, again, this we're agreeing here. We, it's like, I just, I, 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 again, I can't, especially cause he's a 24th pick. If he was a top 10 prospect, someone that like legitimately has a decent chance to become, you know, has, has like star potential. I could see being like, no, we need to hold on to this dude because, you know, he could potentially be a number three alongside Jan, you know, and you're like, that actually really, really could help us down the road when Chris and, but he's a 24th pick, his skill set, you know, he doesn't have the offensive skill set to ever be more than really just a role player and like a good defender. Now, can hold occasionally, on. You know, what? Hold on. What? I mean, you're starting to project here on Bochamp. If we would have projected on Giannis after the first time we saw Giannis, we would not have He's not projected. Giannis, man. No, 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 no. Giannis, had the tools. Hold Giannis on a always had the tools, though. Giannis, they when Giannis yeah. got drafted, number one, he was 15th overall, not 24th. And number two, doesn't matter. 
Giannis got drafted and he was the sprint unlimited potential player of the draft because they said this guy has good the potential. For you. Throw the sponsor and sprint should give you some money for that sponsor mention. I just remember them coming up with that unlimited potential. And I remember <laughs> having it. And they, they, they said they're like, he can't play right now, but he, he has the skill set, the, the tools to be like really, really good. If he everything was, pans out, he was long, explosive, Looked like Durant to a certain degree, but could he put it all together? And there was a lot to have to put together. All I'm saying is, like, I just, I don't like the tagging of, well, you're 24, so, dude, you just can't be that guy. Like, we don't know. I mean, that guy came out. You heard this guy talk about how much he wants to be that guy and where he came from, similar to Giannis, where he came from and what he wants to be. I feel like Nathan Barzian has already determined Marjan, sorry to tell you, you're never be anything more than a role player. Just accept it and move on in your life. Like he might be more than that. I I don't see it because if he's, I mean, number one, if he's a role player and a good role player, that's a, that's a win for us. I'm mean, sure. like, that's awesome. That's awesome. That's not bad. That's not. Oh, he's only a role player. His number one, he's 22 years old already. Yes, which matters a lot. Like Giannis comes out, he's 18. He has a lot of growing and just like maturing and learning the game and really like your potential is higher because you still have room to get better. He's already 22. His offensive game isn't polished enough. His defense is good, but like that, again, that's a role player. You're a good defender. You can hit the occasional three ball. Like you're not going to be he right now. He really has no game off the dribble. I don't know how at, at already 22 years old, like I, how do you get to a point where all of a sudden you're like more than a role player? I just don't see it happening. And so to me, again, my like I'm gonna I'm gonna say his best case scenario is he's a he's a solid role player, which I think is more than fair. I think that's I mean I don't why would you like there's no he's giving us nothing to disagree with that like I mean and so as I said if this was a guy that really did he was a a top prospect and someone who has that realistic potential to be a top three guy on a team or like a huge piece for a team okay I can understand being like we want to. Like we want to hold on to that and potentially get something even better than a role player out of this guy. But if the best thing you're getting is a role player, why wouldn't you trade him for a role player? Like that's there the whole, is. that's the whole purpose. Makes sense. He is Nathan Marzion. He's capped off Marjan Bochamp's career already. Kid hasn't even gotten out the first year. Unbelievable. Uh, at Nathan Marzion. And again, 22 is old folks. You remember that now 22 is old. I'm 22. So I'm old. If, I, if I was going to the NBA right now, I'd be old. Oh, stop. At Nathan Marziat, at Sparky Radio. Uh, it is a Thursday show. So do you have any plans to go traveling around anywhere this weekend before I see it on Twitter, Marzian? Or are you, are you staying close to home and you're just going to be out drunk somewhere on Water Street? I will be the second one of those. Yeah, I'm gonna be, it's, it's, it's National Marquette Day this weekend. So we're it's a very big drinking weekend at Marquette and in Milwaukee for Marquette fans. And the Bucks play as well. They play the is it heat. The heat? Yeah, yeah, the heat on Saturday night. And um, yeah, so it's going to be just water street. All right. Take care of my buddy Marzian. If you see him stumbling around or whatever else, you know, take care of him. Make sure he doesn't get himself in any trouble. Or I mean, another shot. I mean, another shot. Yeah. If, don't let him like lie in a ditch somewhere on the side of a road and be like, oh, dude, that's that guy from Green and Growing. Yeah. We, we better make sure we get him home. Uh, all right. There he is. Nathan Marzian. Follow my Nathan Marzian. Follow me at Sparky Radio. Have a good weekend. You all be safe and take care of my boy Marzian. Have a good one. Toodles. 